A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast uh, with a couple of great all-time mechanics, Skip Norfolk and Tony Berluti. Of course, I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you to Fly Racing. If you want to uh, check out the latest and greatest in Fly Racing, go to motorsport.com or go to your favorite dealer. Ask to see Fly Racing, and uh, they will show you everything that the guys from Fly have. Zach Osborne, Bogle, Savachi, Brayton, just a few of the guys that wear Fly Racing. And it, whether it's the uh, Formula Helmet, which has uh, got Rion technology in it, and it's super safe, super quiet, super light, whether it's Zone Pro Goggle, the light pant has no zippers. It's just got the boa in it. Flyracing.com will have you covered. They got mountain bike stuff. They got watercraft stuff. They got hard parts as well. So uh, please check out Fly Racing. If you haven't worn it ever or you haven't worn it in a long time, uh, go and check it out now, man. It's got some really cool stuff. So thank you to those guys for coming on board. Thank you to Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, and Motorsport.com, all on board with us as well. Renthal, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 69. Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession of detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. With a history full of innovations in engineering and legendary component reliability, Renthal is universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the paddock. And the first choice to the world's premier athletes and race teams, when you look at Red Bull KTM, when you look at Honda, you look at Kawasaki, they all use Renthal. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Maxxis Tires, whether it's the mountain bike tires, uh, I like the Minions, whether it's uh, uh, light truck tires, trailer tires. MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by the SGB Maxxis team of A-Ray and Jeremy Smith and Rod Bell. Um, so yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to uh, Maxxis and they support the podcast. So why don't you support them, damn it? Uh, Maxxis.com. And again, uh, thank you to the folks at Cobalinks and Motorsport.com. All right. We heard, your, we heard your praises. We heard you guys talking. This is the second podcast uh, I've lined up these two gentlemen for. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to getting uh, some comments on them about the series now. And answer your questions that I asked for on, uh, on Instagram the other day. So uh, first up, he is uh, my co-host in the Pulp MX show sometimes. He is a former Suzuki factory mechanic, RCH mechanic. He's a 125 Supercross Championships with Damon Huffman. Tony Berluti, what's up, man? How are you? Great, Steve. How are you? Thanks for coming Skip, in. How are you doing? Uh, uh, excellent. Awesome. Uh, that voice there, he is... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you, it's okay. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is a uh, uh, Supercross championship winning mechanic with Jeremy McGrath. He was a team manager, team crew chief at Kawasaki for a number of years. Now he's a businessman here in Las Vegas. Skip Norfolk. What's up, Skip? How's it going? Good seeing you guys. Thanks nice. for coming in. The, Love the, it here. The, so uh, the reception from the first podcast we did where you guys, we just told <laughs> stories... 
People liked it. Are you blowing smoke or no? Is this people real? people loved it. Yeah, I, that's so, awesome. Uh, I don't know how much comments you guys got from that, but we figured we'd bring you in for for round two. I have no social media, so yeah, I would never nothing. know. How about you? Skip? No, it's been pretty cool. People have come in the brewery and they're like, "Hey, we had to come in. We heard it on." On, on the podcast, oh, and nice. it's like they came in and they're hanging out, and it's, yeah. it was, it's pretty cool. All that's right, awesome. awesome. That's that's cool. So Huddle Brewery here in Vegas, Old Town Vegas. Uh, how's it going? It's been it's been going really well. Everything's all, everything's lifted. We're back to 100 percent now. Um, people are coming out and drinking yeah. beer. It's really cool. We've nice. had we've had a nice little increase every month this year. So oh good. We're, yep. The, the local group has supported us extremely well through all of it. So cool. And cool. what are we drinking today? What'd you bring in? This is called the Basement. The basement. It's oh, a. Uh, That's where we are right now. <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. It's a. It's a barrel aged golden ale. Uh, we threw some uh, citrus on it, mm-hmm. and then put in a barrel. So we pick up some of the whiskey barrel characteristics. You pick up some of the oak, uh, and it kind of balances it off with the fruit. Kind of sweetens it up on the back end. But it should be. It's pretty crushable. It's pretty easy. It's pretty refreshing. Nice. When it's 103 or whatever yeah. it is out here right now. And what percentage well. is this? You said that's uh, 5.7 percent. Oh, okay. Um, so huddle h u d l h u d l dot com, huddle brewing huddle brewing dot com dot com. Check it yeah. out. If you're in Vegas, uh, come by. Ask for Skip. Ask for Jeremy stories. He'll James stories. Whatever. He'll he'll sit down and, and just like you know tell you some stories. Absolutely. Um, so thanks for coming in and Berlute, uh, longtime Vegas guy, of course. And uh, you're busy. Yeah, staying fairly busy. It's about uh, this time of the year that it's getting super hot, so yeah. I don't like to work much. I'd rather be up <laughs> fishing and camping and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I got a call. Actually, it's funny that you got you're here today because I got a call this morning from a team. I was wondering if they would you fill in as a mechanic for a couple of races. They need a guy. Well, um, like I said, it's hot, and uh, I'd rather be camping in the mountains. <laughs> so no chance you are making a comeback to the circuit. You know, I love it. I I really would like yeah. to in a way, you know, yeah. and I appreciate that, you know, but um, I still love it. It's so much in my blood, but no, I don't. It's, it's just so <laughs> – yeah. yeah. I'm old. I mean, these young kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's kind of – I don't know. No, I, 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 I appreciate it, yeah. but I don't think I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. So, like, those days are maybe gone for you, the wrenching. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just don't know if I have it in myself anymore. <laughs> you, know, you did it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, Skip, you did too, of course, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, but, so we got questions from Instagram, from a lot of questions from guys. Uh, some of them we may have covered in the first pod or, or pulp shows, but we'll answer them again if we can. And. Some of them, you guys, I'll ask them, but you guys aren't going to want to touch the answer. But, <laughs> but I'm going to ask them anyways. Okay, I'm going to ask them anyways. Uh, you guys can answer them or, or take the fifth. You can put the oh, fifth good, if you need to. Good. Uh, not a problem there. So I guess, though, no, before we get uh, started too far into this, again, thank you to Fly Racing and Renthal, uh, Maxis, uh, Cobra Links, and Motorsport. Uh, really appreciate it. Going to do some bench racing. Going to talk a little bit about uh, the series in general here. How much you've been watching, Berlut? Of the, we're, we're, we're three rounds down in the outdoors right now. Uh, we had a terrific Supercross season. How much you've been watching? Like I said, it's so in my blood still. And like I said, I love it so much that I'm very passionate and yeah. I watch it all the time. You're, you're into it. Uh, into live it. or you tape it? You were uh, I tape it because I don't want to yeah. go through the commercials. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and Skip, you? I, we usually have it on at the brewery. Yeah. And, okay. uh, but uh, high point, I didn't get a chance. We were busy that day. I didn't oh, okay. get a chance to see yeah. it. Yeah. So, so but I, I tried, tried so you're to keep not, up watching it. But, but you're not going home and, and watching it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you'll, you'll look it up, you'll follow it, but you're not per loot and in front of the screen. Uh, you know, I did with Supercross, but I haven't 
okay. with the Nationals so yeah, far. Yeah. Just mainly because we're just super busy right, right now. Right, right. Uh, Dylan Ferrandez is a real story right now. Never been off the podium through six motos. Uh, he's got the red plate. I think. I mean, look, I called it as a sleeper to start the season. I'll start with you, Berlute. This is surprising, though, how good he is. I mean, he's ripped through the pack a couple times. No, oh, absolutely. I, I'm not. He's not. He's not who I'm rooting for, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But you can't deny what he's yeah. doing. He's yeah. amazing. You Are you know? surprised? Very surprised. Yeah. 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 I, I, I figured he'd be good because he's yep. he's a better outdoor guy in Supercross, but he rode awesome in Supercross also. So I expected him to do well, but usually that that smaller bike guy doesn't transition. I don't say usually, but very few yeah. guys transition that 450 that quickly. Right, right. Yeah. Skip? <laughs> the dude can ride the shit out of a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. He's just good. Uh, and I remember, I want to say it was kind of been 17 or 18, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. when he just waxed everybody at, the, at Glen Helen, the one moto. Yep. Um, and you just looked at him and go, and if he figures out how to do that yeah. every time he's on there, yep. then watch out because a guy can ride a dirt bike. Yeah, man. and you know what? He, he's passed He's passed everybody. Like oh, at, at one point in the class, he's passed everybody from the back. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm like, oh, this guy is – you know, Kenny's gotten great starts and hasn't been able – you know, Kenny's put himself in a good spot. Uh, um, other guys have put themselves in a good spot. He hasn't, and he's still been able to get on the box or win. <clears throat> yeah, also. but it's just he, – he's so confident. Just you yep. watch him. Just watch him yep. on his motorcycle. He just is oozing confidence. Right. Yeah. Um, something we were talking about the other day. So Tomac's struggling. Oh, look, he won the second moto at high point. I, I still don't know how he did Sound that. Sound like going away, right? Yeah, pretty much. Kind of a little bit reminiscent of the past. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. He started like third or fourth and ripped through the top two guys and was gone. Yeah. He had eight seconds, uh, five laps in, six laps in. You know wow. what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on with him. We're we're kind of still waiting, like whether it's just he was just on for that one moto, or or maybe he did find his mojo back. Uh, so we're waiting on that. But something I was thinking, like, and we were talking about this on the Pulp Show, like Dunge and RV went indoors title, outdoor title, right? Ricky did indoors and outdoors for God knows twelve years, right? Jeremy did it when he got serious. He should have won ninety six title. Uh, um, yep. You know what I mean? And indoors and out, like that's what the greats do. They go indoors and they go outdoors, and it's 29 weekends of pressure. It's gnarly. Right. But we haven't seen that. So Webb is struggling right now. He's getting good starts, but he's getting pushed back. They just uh, better hope he doesn't get doesn't get his hooks in it again. I, I don't know. So that, Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So Anderson didn't do it, right? Tomac couldn't do it. Tomac won a Supercross title last year. Outdoors came. I mean, it was COVID, so it was weird stuff going on. But outdoors came, and he wasn't the same guy. We all thought, hey, look, he got Supercross. We know he's good motocross, and he's going to roll, right? He didn't. And now we're seeing the, the Supercross champion again not do it. And I, I don't want to make any grand announcements, but I think Cooper Webb's out of this championship already, right? Uh, he's pretty far back. I'd say so. Right. But anyways, my point is I'll start with you, Skip. It makes you appreciate, because we haven't seen it now for a while, the dudes who go indoors and out, and like I'm the baddest in Supercross, and I'm the baddest in motocross, because we haven't seen it for a while. No, and it's, you know, there's, uh, why, right? Everybody wants to know why. I'd like to know why. And there's, I think there's so many more variables than what we had back in the 90s to deal with. Um, but, uh, no, it's it's so grueling. And and these guys these guys are riding at a, a gnarly level. Mm-hmm. And to go full out all the time, I think one of, the, one of the things I always remember is we'd go testing and we'd go out riding and we'd do all these things. 
you, they, you know, the, the riders would be at the, their comfort, but they'd go to the races and they could take it up another level. Um, it seems like now the guys that are great, when they are testing and when they're out testing and trying to make the bike better, they're at that max level. So it's gnarly on the team because it's a full race day. You can't mm-hmm. screw up. You can't do nothing because yeah. it's gnarly. So, and then, so that intensity and that focus, it seems like it's gotten very narrow-minded or, or narrow. There's, it's not very broad. Yeah. So it's like if you're in your window, you're golden. If you get out of that window, it seems like you're kind of screwed. I wonder, Berlou, like, and again, I have the utmost respect for Cooper Webb. Like, he's a warrior, right? We saw in Supercross. Like, the determination and the, 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 the uh, bullheadedness that he took and the, the, the way he fought pressure was amazing. But I almost wonder if we're in a new era where it's like, whew, I got the Supercross title. You know what I mean? Like, I could literally step back now, and my year has been a success. You know, and, and it's out, and hard, outdoors is hard. It is hard. And I wonder if a new, quote-unquote, a new, so we haven't seen, I think the last time we saw indoors and out was 17, 2017, so that's four years ago. Um, maybe maybe 16. Um, I almost wonder, Balut, if it's a little bit like, I, I don't want to work that hard. I just blew my mind in supercross you know what i mean i i'm with you and what you just said is exactly what i was thinking before you said it yeah of cooper webb um the guy's a terrier the guy is a fighter he won indoors and outdoors Mm -hmm. what year was that in 250 yeah yeah, yeah, 15 or whatever okay so he can do it yeah And, and whether you're whether other than the 450 being a longer in supercross than a 250 which yeah for sure that there has yep. got to be a little bit yeah. of a difference there but but cooper knows what it takes but i agree with you i i just feel that you know there's so much emphasis on supercross nowadays not only with um with the i even think with the managers and stuff yeah. you know they they the number one thing is to win a supercross you know yep and i think like you said he you know put everything on the line won that supercross yeah. title and he just doesn't fight with that terrier. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not riding like that terrier that was in wow. Supercross. You know, he's only made the podium overall at a national one time on a 450. Coup, Coupes. Uh, Millville, he went 1-1 like two years ago. It just crushed everybody. But, yeah, like, so I think we may be in that era where dudes don't want to. It's so much work. 450 guys. It's so much work. And so now, I, so now maybe we need to sit back and really appreciate those dudes. That brought it for 29 weekends. You have to. Right? I mean, like, like maybe it's not that hard, right? Well, no, no, I think it's extremely hard. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Uh, That's what, no, what I meant was, (laughs) I don't know what I meant. I didn't mean that maybe it's not that hard. Right. So, you know, it's, you know. Sorry, I was trying to get some stats on my phone. It was 2015, uh, last time. Dunge. Oh, in 450. Yeah, 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 Uh indoors and out. Really? Yeah. So for six years of having different champions. You know, and so it's. I think clearly the Supercross tracks have become less technical mm-hmm. and more risky. Meaning, and I mean, you know, these guys are picking up quads and are doing yeah. some things that are just gnarly. Yep. So the the amount of mental energy and focus that it takes to not die, you know, or you know, and for that time frame. It, it could. There's. Right. There's no question. It's going to wear you down and wear you and, out. And if you come up short indoors, you're like, "Hey, I can get outdoors." You know what I mean? So now, like, you're hungrier than the dude who got the Supercross title, right? Like, like now you're like, "Wait, I need to get outdoors." 
because I had I, I didn't win Supercross. You know, uh, you know what? I don't know. I've always been. I guess I've been around guys that have just been mental giants. You know, that have just right. done excelled at it. And watching, watching, and talking to some of the guys now that have come through it, especially Phil yep. Poto, the few times we've been yep. in here and talking about it. You know, it was all he could do to keep that focus long, and nothing yeah. else mattered. I yeah, remember yeah. Ricky, Ricky, when he was going through it. You know, I think Ricky, Ricky at a time probably, probably wasn't the most approachable and personal rider to the fans on the outside well, Baluti, because though, it, it took, with him, right? because it took yeah. every of it, every ounce yeah. of his energy to stay focused to do what that dude did on the track yeah you don't win every national every moto by just getting lucky yeah it requires a tremendous amount of dedication right. and I, then at, at the end of his career i think when he started changing and not not being that gnarly dude and being the racer right all of a sudden things change now look at him now he's yeah. he's, he's the same as the well, the kid that i met back in the early 80s you i know? think when you look at ricky or Villapoto, two examples that i know well um they hated to lose more than they liked to win do you know what i mean well, I think like when, when they lost that's what drove them when they won it's like I'm for supposed sure. To. Yeah, I'm for supposed sure. to, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's common amongst any any yeah. anybody that's yeah. that competitive, wins. I, competitive that wins. Especially a ch- anybody you're gonna call a champion. So I just think we're in the era. Like I, I mean, obviously, look, there'll be another guy to come around to be like Ricky. I, I, I don't mean with his re- records, but I mean, just I think there'll be some guy at some point will come around and crush everybody, right? That just we kind of just it's it ebbs and flows in the sports. So when you, you know when you first mentioned this this part when you're saying that we got to appreciate. The McGrath, yeah. you know the you know the guys of the yeah. past, JMB, yeah. uh, whatever. The you guys know, Ricky who brought Johnson. it brought it indoors and out. Yeah, yeah every year. Um, yeah. And when I was in it, and Skip was in it, or whatever, and and I would I was on a one twenty five team, yeah. you know, or working with one twenty five yeah. guys a lot of the time. Yep. And I looked over, and you know, McGrath had just won the championship. Let's say hypothetically. Yeah. And then now he's got to bring it for outdoor. So when mm-hmm. I when they did do that, I'm like. Those guys are yeah. bad dudes, yeah. man. Because yeah. I realized they just won that championship and they gave it their all. And then for them to go out and do it for another, you know, twenty four motos, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're badass. Yeah, and I think we <laughs> we need to appreciate those guys more. It became such a routine for the dude to win indoors and out. Villapoto, Dunge, Ricky, James, like whatever, you know what I mean? Just for Jeremy, for so long, it became such a thing where like if you won indoors, you were gonna probably win outdoors. And now we're not. We're six years into did guys. Did Bubba ever do that? Yeah. He I did it? I think so, yeah. I, uh, I don't know, actually, because the year I he know went, he won both championships. Yeah, yeah, but the year he went 24-0, he, he missed Supercars with a knee injury. So um, he didn't win that year. He didn't go. No, right? That's what I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think. Get your stats, could you? Uh, I need to do that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna. he did it on the 125 and then 250, I'm, I'm pretty sure. What do you mean? Oh, oh. 125 Supercross and then 125 Outdoors? 125 Outdoors. Yeah, but that doesn't count. So. We're no, not that, counting that because no, no. that's half of a 125 season. No, I, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. I get right. what you're saying. Yeah, uh, for sure he did that. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't think but I'm talking 29, That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Right, right. Well, yeah. you know what? Uh, I, I don't know. I will, because I the problem was that he that Stewart had most of those times was this little kid named Ricky Carmichael. Um. Okay, so... Anything else on that topic, gentlemen? Anything else? Because I'm going to move. We're, yeah, it'd be, we're, no, it's just, you know, things are different for whatever reason. They're yeah. different. It's yeah, they are. Um, and it makes you appreciate it. Like, I talked to DeCoster about the web thing a little bit, and he said, looking back, we didn't do any motocross riding during Supercross just because we were focused on catching Ken and focused on winning the Supercross title, right? And now, and now Roger's like, man, maybe we should have. 
You know, I think he's just sticking up for his man. I really do. I mean, you know what? I think. Uh, let me ask you, Skip. How much when when Jeremy won the Supercross ch- title and then he went out and won the outdoor title? Had, yeah, James you, you never forget. James never did that. By we way. raced yeah. nationals. That's what I. That's right, why I right. called you on it. We had three nationals before Supercross ended. That's right. <laughs> we kind of intermingled them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we. Yeah. I guess they were forced they were, to. They now were that you mentioned, to. but. I I don't know. I, I think Rogers is sticking up for okay. Webb. Yeah, That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we're gonna have more appreciation as the series as these years go on about for the dudes who brought it in four fifty class for indoors sure. and out. There's to be no know? question. I you know, yeah. I think the one thing that, that sticks out in my mind is just the how fast the guys are going and what they're doing on the supercross track compared to what it was before. Yeah. I think things are a little bit slower. Yep. Mile, mile per hour. You yep. know, the, we're not, they're not coming out of a corner and hucking an 80 foot quad. Yeah. You know, they're not doing those things. So, you know, that, that's all that stuff's got to, it's, it wears on you. Yeah. Uh, the four stroke air definitely so might different. be what we're talking yeah. about here a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though we've seen it happen, the four stroke yeah, air, they yeah. both did, but for sure, and Supercross. The four, I mean, you don't like you said. It's so much less effort. I mean, any anybody that can do what those guys do on a 68, 70 horsepower motorcycle on a Supercross track. Yeah, those guys are nuts. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, twenty laps. Thirty. It's laps, Twenty-five laps. What did you two gentlemen? Next topic. Next. What did you two gentlemen think of the Atlanta Supercross race? Uh, uh, not Daytona, but at a speedway, long lap times. Um, a lot of guys liked it. Some guys didn't. I I thought it was a little bit too long. Like if you're sitting in the crowd, they're they're way out on the right or the left, right? Like so yeah. you're not really seeing the action. However, they got into fourth gear. You know the bikes got into fourth, and 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 there was sand whoops, and there, you know what I mean. So I'll start with you, Skip. Is there a future in that that kind of Supercross racing? I hope not. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll be honest. I hope not. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the closed course. I okay. like when it's tight. Yep. You know where where. You know, you can these guys can see what's going on lane after lane. Okay. And, you know, you can track them down or right. or give up or however it's oh, going to be. It just seemed that. okay. All it right. just seemed I don't know. All right, not such a big fan. Berlue? Um personally, Daytona used to be like that. Okay, yes. and as a fan, if I'm in the fan stands, I totally agree with Skip. I want it. I want something tight. You know, mm-hmm. but my feeling from most of the riders and what i was reading and when i was watching on tv a lot of them seemed to have liked that yeah layout yeah it was something that, different right yeah. yeah it was three three races and it was a minute 40 yeah. yeah yeah i personally because i'm watching it on tv i'm not there in real life yeah. i'd be probably pissed if i was in real life but <laughs> watching on tv yeah i enjoyed watching a little bit higher speeds and I thought that those tracks at Atlanta were pretty bitching. Uh, the, like, because Daytona is not Daytona anymore. Like, it ain't. It, it is a supercross now, and it is tight. They they expanded the pit lane, uh, the speedway did, and it's a smaller footprint than it ever was. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it, it ain't Daytona anymore. Not it's, like what it was. No, no. Hundred. What was it? Like one twenty, one thirty lap yeah. times, middle of the day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we used to have forty guys on the track. Yeah, it used to be forty yeah, guys. When I started, 30. no, it was, 40, was forty. Then it went to thirty. 30 okay. Yeah. Yep. It, okay. it, it was gnarly. When I started, it was thirty. Which might went, went, went my rider, which made my rider get in the main event, which I was stoked on. Uh, but it was forty, yeah, back in the uh, day. That's um, right. God, it would get so rough. Man, <laughs> would it get rough? Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So, did you ever skip work with the Coster? Yes, you did. Okay. So I wasn't sure if he was on Honda if he was gone. Yeah, at Honda I, got, by then. I had a chance to work with that at uh, at Honda and at Suzuki. Okay. So that's right. yeah, that's right. You came back. Yeah. Uh, so I was talking to Raj, and I uh, I was just thinking about you two guys who both work. You worked with Raj at Suzuki. You know. 20 years um not 20 but uh thoughts on DeCoster um look I- I'm one of those guys and I like Raj he's as a media guy 
he's blunt and he's honest and like you're just like as a media guy you love it right you're like Rogers gonna tell me what he thinks <laughs> you know I may not agree yeah. with him but he's gonna tell me what he thinks um, I think he gets a lot of credit in the other media for things that he had you know like signing Carmichael or whatever like things the great red machine of the 80s I mean those bikes were so good right like you know yes he deserves some credit but Rogers thing is Rogers uh, mystique I feel is really overblown right he's smart he's a great machinist and he deserves a lot of credit but in our sport I feel like it's too much okay really I do I do okay uh because I could I could sign Carmichael and look, look like a great manager right I could have factory Honda bikes and look like a great manager he missed on a lot of riders at Suzuki over the years and Berlut you were there for a lot of them he missed on a lot of guys uh so anyways look, but anyway my my feelings aside, let's talk to guys who worked with him. I'll start with you, Skip uh, or Berlou. What you what do you make of Roger DeCoster? You worked with him as a le- he's a legend, uh, five world championships, right? Uh, and he was a manager for you. What's your feelings on him? I mean, I get what you're saying okay. a little bit, yep. and I maybe agree to a point, yep. but he developed and deserved the name of the man, you yep. know, and. In this industry, it's a small industry, and, mm-hmm. and people hold him at such high regard they do. Yes. that he gets that extra stuff that you're talking about, and, and they put him at high regard. Me working with him personally, you know, the guy would do whatever it would take to win. <laughs> it's it kind of like a Mitch Payton, you yep. know. Um, I, I think they're both similar that way. Do you mean as far as uh, 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 getting parts? Uh, they would push- sell their house. They would... I, they would pimp their daughter no i'm joking okay but um th- yeah. no they will yeah. do whatever yep. whatever, whatever it would took. take yep. you know and to me even at that point whether it be you know when i'm out there and uh albertine's winning the 250 national championship yeah. and he's telling me i got a um, 991 yeah he's telling me telling renard had certain special days and he would he yeah. was running you know and right. I'm told that I have to tell Renard to back off and, you know, let Albertine get the points. And I'm like, here's the board. You do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But I have to comply with yeah, what's going greater, on. The you greater know? team. Good. Yeah. And I, at that point, I, at that moment in time, I hated RD. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guarantee you, he would probably feel the same way. If, if he was racing, he ain't going to let somebody buy. Yeah, yeah, he know? was a pretty good competitor, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's he's yeah. competitive. Yeah, he's yeah. Uber, uber um, competitive. You don't become a world champion, no. you know, by not. Um, but overall, I mean, you see some of what I'm saying, but... No, you, I agree, yeah. yeah. But, but, but some of it's not. Right? No, nah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's intense. He's a great, he's yep. a great manager. Um, he'll do whatever it takes, you yep. know. Um, this is a man that's been doing it way longer than just about anybody, and yeah, he yeah. still seems to have the fire, the yeah. the, the passion. Look, hey, hey, KTM hired him, snatched him away from Suzuki. You know, Suzuki didn't really want to pay him. KTM offered him a ton of money. They took an enduro bike, an enduro motor they had, and turned it into a 450 Supercross bike, winning bike. You know what I mean? Obviously, the engineers and the designers over in Austria deserve a lot of that credit. But Absolutely. Rog was pushing that, right? Like, sure. So, but yeah. he, you know, that's something I think ever, not a lot of people are. He did the same thing at Honda. I mean, he would be out there burning laps out. Yeah. On the bike. He knew what he knew what he would go and evaluate stuff. Still, yep. You know, I don't know. I, I'm sure he's not that anymore. No, but that's yeah. how it was. Before you, when you, when you oh yeah, he would yeah. he would hop on. He would he yeah. had no problem throwing his leg over bike. And going, 
yeah, this is what we need, or this is what's okay. going on, yeah, or whatever. That would have been still, cool. He still, yeah, you never saw that. He never did yeah, that. And, never, I, yeah. and I would always kind of egg him on. I go, <laughs> RD, why don't you ride it or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I never seen that guy what, what, strap his helmet on. Did he ever do get a mad lap. at you? Did he ever get mad at you? Oh fuck, we had. Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah, we, we absolutely. Did. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and skip. And so when, but that's no. I mean, yeah. that's exact. It's that's the same guy that I worked with. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know that. So I had. We were there at Honda for a very short period of time. Yep. And it was the best thing that ever could happen for a young rider, Jeremy, yep. coming up. There was days where Jeremy needed to hear it was Jeremy that needed to be better. And there was times in the same day where yeah. he needed to hear the bike was needed to be better. And there'd be days that I'd, <laughs> you know, hey, I'd make sure he talked to, to, to Roger. When, yeah. he needed, when, he, when Roger needed to get on Jeremy for being Jeremy, or yeah. the rider. Yeah. And then there was times where I'd make sure that Roger never talked to him because he needed to hear that the bike can do a mm-hmm. little bit more, mm-hmm. right? So I had the best of both worlds. Okay. You know, and there was there were so many times where, you know, I'd be like, Dave, you can't talk to Jeremy today. Right. You know, what do you mean? I go, you can't talk to him today. It's that's I I thought I had a pretty good way of reading Jeremy. You yeah, know, yeah. I think that's one thing that was that went really well. So right. you could just kind of push him to where he needed what he needed this year because we didn't have data, we didn't have time, right, right. we didn't have all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Everybody oh. stopwatch would lie. You could lie with a stopwatch. So <laughs> Rogers Blunt back then. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and Berlou, did, what was the what was the most gnarly thing Rod you heard Roger say to a rider? Was there one that comes to mind? Uh, you know, because the stories are legendary. Like Ramsey and Ferry, like when they were there with one twenty five guys. Like Roger would just be like, "You guys suck." Yeah, pretty much. He wouldn't hold nothing back. <laughs> I know. One time, you know, they made Larocco stay home one yeah. week. Yeah, you know, right. Uh, RD, yeah, no, RD didn't. He didn't uh, sugarcoat it. You know, yeah. he, like I said with Webb, I think he's kind of protecting his guy. You know mm-hmm. what? Yeah, what we're talking about right. earlier. To me, but, a media guy. To me, a media. But guy. this yeah, is yeah. a guy that won a champion. That's won more than one championship for this guy. Yeah, yep. the most important championship, Supercross. Okay? Right. Which right, to right. me, yeah, I'm still an outdoor guy. I love both, but right, right. I get the marketing and all that stuff. Yep. But RD, um, yeah, he. He would flat tell a guy, he goes, you know, d- you can't make excuses. You got to, you know, you got to own up to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he would do whatever it took to win. Yeah, well, I, no, I mean, we were <laughs> we were developing Supercross testing, and we're out there, and he's all, man, this, you know, Jeremy's making some comments, and the guys are making some comments about yeah. the power and stuff, and Roger has an idea, and he goes, come on, let's go. And we went back to the machine shop that night, yeah. and we're whittling parts out. He's on the lathes. I'm polishing stuff up. We come back the next day, put it on, and they're like, hey, this is great. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. Whatever it took. Uh, I heard a story this week or last week from uh, I don't know when it was now. WP guy. Oh, I think Andy Jefferson told me this. Andy's over at Husky, right? WP guy. Roger made some part for the fork uh, last year or something. Uh, I don't know what it was. Maybe a cone valve or a bottoming valve or something. Roger made some part for a fork. Worked really good. Riders liked it. And then the WP guy's like, hey, where'd you get this from? It's like, oh, Roger made this. We need (laughs) need more of these. And the WP guy was like, what? Like, whatever it was. Roger did it on 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 a lathe, you know, and made it. So, like, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's- that was really cool with him. As I, whether I had an idea or not, I go RD when we were trying to make our bikes light. And yeah. Stuff, I go, hey RD, you know, on a cam chain tensioner. Yep. I go RD, this thing looks like something off a Sherman tank. Can you whittle <laughs> this down for me? And I told him kind of what I wanted to do, yeah. and he looked at it and did what I thought would work. And yeah. you know, he put his his uh, his expertise yeah, yeah. into it. And right. 
brought me back the part, and that's what we raced with. Huh. You know? Yeah, that's cool. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, so you witnessed it firsthand, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really okay. Yeah, no, I thought it'd be interesting to get both of your guys' stories on 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 the coster. So, um, second thing, so Yamaha, right? Uh, Barsha struggling last year on the Yamaha AP. He looks like a different guy this year. Uh, he looks phenomenal. Um, the star guys, Ferrandis, is leading the points, as I said. This. Yamaha that you know kind of got a bad reputation and it's heavy and you know what I mean it's big and whatever else I mean I think it's amazing myself but blue crew blue crew um <laughs> but like so we know that the star guys took over the program this year they sh- they shaved a bunch of weight off of it that's the number one thing they did and and obviously they're testing with different people and different guys but it's still a factory Yamaha that you know they still work out of Cyprus the 450 guys still work out of Cyprus so what the hell like how can the move to star transform these guys? Because you look at AP and Dylan and, and, and Malcolm and Supercross, Christian Craig and Outdoors has been do- like, what's the deal? You know, there's there could be, you know, I when you have guys that, that come up through the ranks and they get to, they go from amateur into like a 250 program, let's just say, you know, or they come from a, uh, a Yamaha to a Kawasaki or whatever that yeah, may be. You right. know, it's like there's that there's that transition where they, you know, they're if the team stands straight and goes, you're on a you're on a Kawasaki now. We're not making it a Yamaha. Yeah. You know, so there's that whole transition thing that needs to take place. There there might be a little bit of that going on between 250 and 450s now mm-hmm. that they are very different motorcycles where before they were not so different, you know. And that I think now that the there's a big difference between a 50 horsepower and a 70 horsepower yeah. motorcycle. Right. Um, maybe it's just the fact that both of those guys are now back with what they grew up with, cut mm-hmm. their teeth with, gained all their confidence, won their titles. The crew on. around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. it's that comfort zone. Right. They're just back in their comfort zone. Maybe their comfort zone's a little bit bigger now yeah. than it was. Berlut, what do you think? I, I like with Barsha, for example, or no, um, AP, he AP. was hurt last year. I don't think yep. he's a good example. Okay. Um, I don't think that bike has changed, except for the inception, when they first reversed the motor, yeah. and they've made a couple changes along yeah, the no, way. They, they've but made it lighter, they've changed the frame a few bit, yeah. I don't think there's been anything earth-shattering for the last four years. Would you agree with that? Uh, nothing earth-shattering, no. Yeah. I, so, I personally think the bike is can be made to win races. Yep. And it's evident this year already right yeah so i i I truly believe that um it's one of those deals where you know barsha struggles on it and you know you get somebody that you know talks that has no front end feel and blah 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 but i think he can if you can work if you got the people maybe at star guys like you said and i didn't know the star guys got that great of guys over there i figured yamaha (laughs) would be able to make the bike better than i'm with you i mean I've, i've always said like you and you know this from the RCH days. Like like any t- like Japanese that having a direct line to the people that make the motorcycle and design the motorcycle in Japan is a massive advantage. You know what I mean for a factory. That is where your your, your advantage comes in. You know, it, and, it, well, I, I'll I'll say absolutely. Yeah, but over what period of time are you talking about? Right, you know because there you have windows in time where if you're if you feel like you really need to do something and make something really different and go an opposite direction yep. than what the factory's doing, sometimes that doesn't happen. And maybe, you know, yeah, yeah. not having there are politics not having there some are, of that yeah. stuff available yeah, maybe right. maybe opened up the ability to sure. to try some different avenues. Maybe yeah. maybe that were limited. I, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. 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 I know? mean I, I think it's funny they're working out of Cyprus 
where Pat is funny, and, and the, the bike's better than ever, and they got top three guys, you know, all the time now, and it's just like. So yeah, is Oliver yeah. still looking over those guys? No, oh no, he's been gone for. He, years. Oliver's been gone for yeah. a while. Oh, okay. Bobo's been gone for. Five, so who's five. the guy like, that's looking know. over? That's I over. Him. Yeah, I don't. Um, Jeremy Coker's team manager, and uh, I don't. I, I know Rory. Um, not Rory. I'm uh, talking sorry, about Ricky Brass. Co- oh yeah, uh, like a Yamaha guy. Uh, Jim Roach is was there. He's a road race guy. Yep. He's the head of Yamaha now. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Who, I don't know. Are the chassis guys still there? Are all the chassis I guys don't think still so. there? Yeah, I don't, no, yeah. I think it's all, all new. You know, right? all new guys. Oh, yeah, all yeah. New. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. and being in Cyprus, but now they're moving back to the Go farm, farm, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, if you're not, I, I do think that there is something that the factories, and the Japanese are very conservative, you know, that they don't make big changes. So if you can have a team you know, that is supplied bikes and stuff, maybe they don't have factory equipment, so to speak, mm-hmm. but they can go a different way and maybe make the guys more comfortable right. and make them happier, like what you're kind of saying. I, I assume that's what you were yeah, no, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So maybe if that's the case, but it's crazy they're working at Yamaha, down there yeah. underneath the yeah, the, Yamaha's for, thumb. Ferrandis. His mechanic is working in my old bay. I read your article. Yeah. That was funny. Where yeah. the, 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 all the greatness <laughs> is, starts in that bay. Brian yeah, Kinney, funny. me, on and on down the line. So, oh, uh, but uh, yeah, bay so, number one, right? Yep, yep. Uh, first bay. I, yep. I, I, who knows? Maybe they're shopping in, in you know in uh, what Temecula wasn't or wherever just couldn't handle. Oh, okay. That yeah, much yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, it's something because yeah. it happened pretty quick. Right, right. I imagine, you know, it seemed like yeah, on the yeah, outside it yeah. happened really quick. Um, all right. Next topic here uh, Fly Racing Race Rex Podcast with uh, Tony Baluti, Skip Norfolk. God, we got a lot of wins here between us three. A lot got of a wins. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of wins. <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> Just remember that. I, we do. And Summer Cross. Doesn't Do we matter. count summer cross? No, for this today, no. We sure for sure count it. Okay, all right, yeah. sounds good. Uh, next topic. Uh, this wasn't a question asked by the listeners, but uh, I thought it would be good for you guys. If you didn't have to travel, because we know Berlut, you hate traveling now. You don't ever <laughs> want to travel anywhere. And Skip, I don't know. You know, you're, you've done enough of it too. If you didn't have to travel, so just like I dream a genie. Mm-hmm. Timely reference, by the way. Blink, <laughs> blink, and you're there. Which national is the best one to go to? Don't talk about the flying or, you know, don't talk about the length of flying. Just the best national to go to. Who are you talking to, me or Skip? Either, either one wants to chime in here. Go ahead, Skip. I, I'm talking from track, fans, you know, whatever. Uh, brewery, nearby, whatever it is. Strip <laughs> club. Like I was always a big fan of Bud's Creek. I mean, it was home, but even going back, I thought the fans were great. You could yep. see so much of the track, um, the terrain, everything about it was good. Um, that and and red bud snipe hunting too. Yeah, snipe hunting was always snipe hunting. Yeah. yeah, is that a, for some for yeah. chicks or is no, that no. Is that a code word no, for chicks? We'll, no, that, that, we'll we'll sell that story. No, later. it wasn't a chick reference. No. Um, Snipes. What, what's a snipe? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I got caught into this. Um, uh, okay. No, for me, so for buds me, or red bud. Bud. yeah. buds or red bud. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, Berlut, for you. What? Which one? Uh, I. I'd say the only I did love uh, Bud's Creek. Yep. When I first set foot there and went there, I thought it was amazing, you know. But man, it is like a toilet in the summertime down there. It's so oh, sweltering it's so and so humid. I still say the hottest I've ever been. Ninety-eight Bud's Creek. The hottest I've ever been. I thought I was going to pass out in mechanics area. That, that ninety-seven Troy, Ohio. Oh, I, I, I was there, I was there too. I swear, Budge was hotter. Uh-uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, Troy was gnarly. <laughs> Troy was bad. For me, it'd be either a Red Bud, but probably Millville. Yeah. I like the diversity of Millville. I think the track is bitching. 
Um, it's probably not the best spectator track because right. you kind of got to move around a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like Hangtown, my worst track that I personally that I've ridden, I hate, but it's probably that or Colorado, the best yeah. spectator track because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see everything, yep, you yeah, know? Yep. Okay. But uh, I'd have to say Millville for me. All right. Uh, sounds good. Um, when the semi trucks were coming in, uh, Cowie was the first one in 93, right? 92, 93. Cowie? First one to have. A- Cowie or Yamaha? Oh, I think Cowie was. And then then Yamaha right right behind it. Honda was the last one uh, yeah. by far. Um, did you guys like that or hate it? I was in a box van. You never went to the semi. But not, you did a not Cowie. Until, not yeah. until after. Yeah. yeah not right. until after. No one came to Suzuki. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. When you got choppered in. Yeah. Why it went missing and <laughs> you had to come and help. <laughs> Roger, told me, Roger told me a story about that. And he said that the... It was a Honda throttle cable, and the it wouldn't open the slide all the way. And they were looking at the throttle cable, and they were they, the slide because the throttle cable was a Honda one, and it wasn't all wasn't the right length. Why I thought Honda parts were better than Suzuki's. I guess, oh, okay. I guess. And the Roger told us that Jeremy's slide would only open like whatever ninety percent. Confirm or deny? I uh, I could I have that was before me. Okay, really. Yeah, I thought that was maybe when you came in. Yeah, I thought you were coming in to, to save fix the, things save. or help it. No, I don't. I don't remember. Because you came in outdoors, right? Yeah, yeah. Redbud. Yeah, yeah. Redbud Red Red was his debut. But, but, yeah. but yeah, that was like, like you. I felt bad for you that day. I mean, <laughs> Skip just got thrown in. And he was like, ah. <laughs> I mean, I tried to do everything I could to help him or yeah. whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah. just like into the fire, Skip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mister Larocco and Tony. Man, it hadn't been for the two of you, I'd have, yeah, it'd have been. That weekend was gnarly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, big Mike, not much help. No, huge help. Oh, was oh, okay. All right, okay. All right, absolutely. Um, God, you guys were there was some tension on that team that year, right? Yeah, I personally, um, I didn't like the the semi at first, yep. and then later I come to like it. Yeah, but there's nothing like the boxman days. Yeah, I, I mean we had so much fun, and the you know the rider mechanic thing was way yep. more of a. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Um, all right, Fly Racing. I want to thank the folks at Cobo Links uh, for over 25 years, based in Boise, Idaho. They make a lowering suspension link. So if you have like a, 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 a if you're shorter of stature, which none of us are here, girl, a girl, uh, the lo- Cobra Links they got a lowering suspension link for everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours like the first one. Each link is seen seed in Idaho for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. Fifteen percent off any link. Use the code PulpMX. CobraLinks.com. Built in Boise. Ridden and raced everywhere. And thank you to guys at Motorsport as well. Uh, over seventy nine bucks, free shipping. Use Motorsport for your stuff. Uh, Some of your no. stuff, you should use Motorsport. Really? Okay. I'll, I'll dial you in. All right. I'll get you Sounds set Sounds good. Motorsport.com. Uh, thanks to those guys. Uh, and uh, OEM parts, aftermarket parts, they'll do- they have great prices, great customer service. they got a bunch of gearheads down there that will help you. Easy return system as well. They can really uh, help you out with the returns. So thanks to Motorsport.com, Cobolinks, of course, Maxis and Renthal, all on board with the Fly Racing Racer X podcast here. All right. So it is time for some listener questions. Pulled these up from Instagram. Thank you for everybody for uh, sending them over. Um, Skip, we uh, just got a new one. What's this one called? Super Mini. Super Mini. It's a contemporary mm. American lager. So it should be uh, totally crushable. I did not, not, not have crazy. a Super Mini growing up. I had a, a 105 with the normal wheels. Okay. So not quite a Super Mini. Not quite a Super so, Mini. Right, right. <laughs> so, okay. So, again, you guys can plead the fifth on these questions, uh, but I am going to You're ask gonna them. You're going to ask them. Perfect. And so don't shoot the messenger here. Just uh, shoot the people who uh, ask these questions. All right. Here we go. So I got a ton of responses on Instagram. I'm not going to ask all of them, but uh, 
Zania Rez, Berlut's best pulp show memory. That's my that question for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> my best pulp show memory. Yep. Uh, of when I was on it or Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um man, I'm I am i am not good at this. this okay, quick, all right. This I, I liked when you freaked out fire. about the swing arm when when unless you hit your swing arm and you were yelling about your swing arm. Oh, okay. Tickle, yeah. And anyway, somebody <laughs> made you a shirt for it, uh, too? I, yeah, I kind of like the one when about the poutine, poutine. And I, you you were telling me about poutine. Yeah. And I'm like, "What? Poutine?" <laughs> I was thinking you were talking about No, it was poutine. <laughs> It was a poontoon. Is that a poontoon? Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. That's literally the drop we have. Oh. Dirt Shark has a pontoon boat. Okay. And oh, he God. calls it poontoon. <laughs> and oh. you were very confused. Okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, from, uh. from most can wait. Uh, Skip, first memory of Jeremy. Your first memory of Jeremy McGrath. And again, I think you've said this, but yeah. Uh, Loretta Lynn's yeah. when he was at C-Class. On the Yamaha? Yeah, we're sitting up there and going, oh, he's from California. He's, you know, cheating. Yeah, yeah, right, for sure cheating. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah right. sewing up in the C-class. But, uh, what about yeah. you? First time you saw Jeremy? Mammoth Berlute? Mountain. Mammoth? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was he on? He was on Yamaha's. Okay, he rode so, yeah. three classes that one day, uh-huh. or that week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I just heard buzz, you know, in the yeah, pits yeah. that this kid named Jeremy McGrath he used to be a BMX guy, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He's good, or he's, he's, he's coming along. He's, he was intermediate that day. Yep. And uh, I think he had problems on the 125. I think 125 was the first day, 250 and 500 maybe on. Anyway, so he struggled the one day. I go, okay, so I'll keep my eye on him. And then I, I happened to be racing the open intermediate that week and mm-hmm. uh i'm running around seventh and i hear this air hammer yamaha you know just fly by me and the guy goes and just destroys everybody i guess yeah, at, yeah, at the yeah. finish yeah, i didn't yeah, see him right. he's yeah, gone, he's gone. You know? right, right. <laughs> and then i think i saw him on the last day just destroy everybody on a 250 i think you know uh, something like that and uh i told my brother i go Alan, you know you gotta yeah Keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, you know? there's a photo of him, I think, from Mammoth in the B class, and he's got Showtime on the back of his pants. Oh yeah, it's like, bro, you put Showtime on the back of your pants as an intermediate. He like, lived up to it. That's ballsy. That was. <laughs> no, it just it goes back to your. It goes back to what you were said. You know about all those guys that they yeah. hate. They hate getting losing. Yeah, more than they like winning. Uh, Matthew Fortrell says uh, Suzuki crushed the 125 class for many years. Why was going to 250 Suzuki so hard on careers? For everybody but RC, you look at Swink, you look at you know anybody jumped on a, a RM250, Chicken, you know these uh, Larry Ward, Larocco. Any? Uh, personally, I think it goes back to this whole debate about the Yamahas being good or bad, and all of a sudden they're great. Mm-hmm. I just think the perfect storm or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we had decent 250s uh, the year that McGrath rode them. They were terrible. They were mm-hmm. turds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a lot to try to make them good. Yep. So that year, I would say we were underpowered. Yep. It wasn't the best bike. But um, prior to that, I mean, we had good riders. The bikes were decent. They they were winnable. Uh, they, they were won on. People mm-hmm. won on them, but just on occasion, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't tell you why they got it all together and didn't actually win a championship, so to speak. Until Albie. It, yeah. went, it went from uh, 250 class. It went from, um, I think, Howerton to Albi. Really? Outdoors. I think so. Yeah. 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 Forever. It was it was a long wait. 
So yeah, Barnett didn't win. No, uh, not 250 outdoor. No. Uh-huh. But you also, didn't didn't you guys have some assistance from outside entities like R and D Group and those guys on your 125, or was it all factory supported? Um, believe it or not, we didn't have a ton. The stuff that we got came over from Japan, and we had no. We started using a Bills pipe, and then later on, maybe started using Pro Circuit. Is that what you're asking? No, I just I th- I thought I remember the R and D group and all those guys. It seemed like you had you had some more U.S. After, I, I hate the word aftermarket companies, but back yeah. then that's what we referred to them as. Uh-huh. It seemed like you had a lot of assistance. Or you had a lot of avenues you could go for different things on your 125 program that you weren't allowed to go to on the 250 program. Um, but I have no idea. I wouldn't no, I hear what that. you're saying. Yeah, but it was it was Howerton in 81 to Albi in 99, wow. which actually I was really proud of myself. I just pulled that out. Yeah, of that head. was yeah. good but for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So, no, I, uh, speaking for me personally with, with, with uh, Damon, um, pretty much what the factory supplied us, other than, like I said, a pipe – the pipe but other than that between you know roger came on in in uh 95 so 94 before roger was there it was pretty much ray tetherton giving me parts yeah but but you also you gotta i think you need to go back and even further back than that go back into the late 80s um in early 80s and late 80s because the feeder program was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was right. like a I mean, Team right. Green. Yeah. It was, yeah, that was yeah. before Team Green. I mean, they were those guys, or, they were factory riders or back even, then. It seemed, you know, that was the perception. Right. But right? even yeah. even Hepler, Millsaps, Pastrana really came on. You know I mean? That was a great feeder. They had a good amateur, amateur program. program too, I mean, it was, yeah. they, you, your feeder program right. was awesome. Uh, yeah, like Tishner, like uh, Turpin. Yeah. Turp, Turpin, yeah. Tishner, yeah. I mean, yep. Antonez, all those guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Ozzy Mechanical says, favorite tool in your toolbox? I don't know if it means now or all time or whatever. Favorite tool? Man, I had a handmade titanium 8mm mini T-handle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I had a Japanese spoke wrench torque. Torque wrench. And I loved it. Japanese one was cool. Coho? No. Yeah. Coho? Coho Coho made the T-handles. T-handles, yeah. Okay. Berlut? Yeah, that's a tough one. I I liked stuff. (laughs) Probably my air gauge. In the two-stroke days, my my air gauge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know this... The same question has been asked before, but yep. right now in my mind, I mean, something that really helped me to make to do the best I could with my bike, something like that. I'd say like a uh, my you know, my uh, my gauge that told me how much air. What what are they called? A density. Gauge. Oh, air density. Yeah. Oh, density. density. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel to be from Honey from Huey Rocks? How does it feel to be such badass legends and can they retire comfortably? Huey Rock. Huey Rocks. What, what are what's we talking about? What's the about? question again? That, that, the gentleman's name is Huey Rocks. Okay. Oh. What's yeah. the question again? How does it feel to be such badass legends, and can they retire comfortably? Badass legends as me and Skip Norfolk? Yeah. Well, Skip, did you see what he drove here today? No. <laughs> you didn't, didn't see that new it. NSX? <laughs> you had an NSX out there. Okay, all the, right. The new yeah, one. Yeah, the new one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you saw what I'm driving, right? No, I didn't notice. I've got that, that new Dodge bitchin' Ram truck. Okay. Yeah, the, the one that's the Raptor beater. Okay. Yeah, so, so we, we do good, we do yeah, good yeah, for yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. No. <laughs> uh, and can they retire comfortably? I mean, you're both still working. So. Yeah. yeah, so no. I'd right. say no is the right. answer. Yeah. Who, what mechanic made the most money, do you think? I mean, Lunas got a ton of bonus money, but he, that was a long time ago. Fro, uh, J-Bone made a lot of money, bonus money. You know, Fro hooked him up pretty good and... I mean, is there a guy that made a ton of money? It's hard to say. Goose? 
Goose? I'd, I'd put. I'd, I think Goose would be up there. I'd list. say Goose did okay. Yeah. You, he would never tell you that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not totally sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do know the one year or the two years that I think it was two years that when Carmichael first came on the scene and yeah. he, he had um, uh, who who was his first mechanic at Honda? Oh, at Honda. Uh, at, Chad Watts. At, Chad Cowie, Watts. at Cowie. At Cowie Watts. and Honda. Chad Watts. Chad Watts made a lot of money. I, I mean, yeah. his home in you know SoCal, yeah. in Temecula, wherever he right. was, I heard he was he up had, to ninety one up on the hill, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I heard his furnishings were unbelievable. Okay. I mean, I I believe somebody said he made really good money. Okay, skip. They, yeah, they won yeah. a ton of races. I right. would assume so. Uh, all right, uh, from Nye Burton, bike they always wished they worked on. What was a bike that you guys always wished you'd worked on? I'll go with just one of those factory Hondas. I mean, good God, uh, for myself, uh, you know, one of those factory I, Hondas. I, th- I think it would have been cool to to have been back in the 70s, late 70s and early 80s as a mechanic because you, you would have had to have been a fabricator. Yeah. Because you basically got your bike in a bag. Yep. I mean, you had to weld on all your radiator brackets, pipe brackets. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was going on back in those days on the works days. When I came along in 93 – you know the works Honda days. We had we got to got to we go to Japan. You get a whole motorcycle. You know. Yeah. It wasn't. It was really. I I I would love to have. Gone and then back. you would take it apart, though, right? You get in a box and then you take it apart. Oh right, well, we'd go to Japan. Yeah. You would usually go to Japan to get the new bike. We'd do some testing, do those few races in Japan, and then you'd send them home, and okay. that'd be the that'd be the start of it. But I would really love to go back into the seventies during the Trans Am series and all that time and, and right. experienced that part of the racing back That was then. the days where the riders had to be like, hey, man, I can't jump this all the way to the bottom because my bike will break. Like, I can't do everything I want to do as a rider because part of the skill is getting through these two motos, it, you know? You, it, was, it was about survival. Yeah. Berlut? Well, I, I agree that probably, what, was it uh, um, 84 Hondas? They yeah. were 84, 85, they were yeah, all those, trick. Yeah. Bef- well, before it went to the claiming rule. Uh, before it went to the, yeah. 86 was production. So, yeah, 84, yeah. 85, those yeah, things yeah. with the bitch and tanks. The, and, the, the, ones, the tiny little radiator, 125 yeah. on yeah. one side, and then the yeah. long radiator or fuel pump, right? Yeah, the milk bottle reservoir on yeah. the shock and stuff. Those were cool, but I, I like Skip. There's, you know, Dick Bugsy Man. Are you familiar yeah. with that guy? Yeah. So that guy was amazing. Not only was he a racer, that guy built chassis. I mean, he. I wish I could have been that good. Right. You know, yeah, I, right. I would have. <laughs> exactly. I would have liked to have followed him, and done what those guys did. You know, they started with rigid frames. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and flat track, and then. And then somebody told me they would take their shocks right and just change the mounting point, like lay down the shocks oh, yeah, more yeah, and more. Yeah, and yeah. Roger did. And it would yeah. be like, hey. Okay, well, two millimeters worked. Let's go four. <laughs> Let's go six. Oh, six doesn't work. Back to four. You it know was, what I mean? Like, it was all trial and error. Yeah. You know, we call it country racing or farm <laughs> racing or whatever, <laughs> right. whatever you want to call it. I mean, right. it, was, it was trial and error. Right. Uh, all right. This is Michael Antonovich, this question, this gentleman. Uh, where, when did you notice things were changing to the pits, box vans to big rigs, and what did you think? We covered that a little bit. But when did you first hear that Cowie was going to semi, and what did you think? Do you remember those days? Do you remember, like, hearing about it, or, or first time it showed up? Did you did you did you know it was coming when they showed up in Orlando, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit, because Jeremy Jeremy Albrecht and I we'd spend some time together. Okay. Um, you know that was the that was the the buzz was that hey these guys are going to show up with a semi. When that thing showed up, you're just like, wow. Yeah. You know it was pretty freaking. Did you all cool. go tour it right away? Did you get in there and be like, hey, a Turner, or hey, uh, uh, Shane Allen, let me go look. Let me go. 
No, 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 no. it wasn't like that, you know, because I think we still had enough respect, at least I felt I did, that, you know, because we were all in the box vans and we would, we, there was a group of us that all drove together every weekend. If we had a box van problem, man, whatever it took to get the box van together, right? But that, but we'd get to the races, we could be at the same hotel, we could be parked two spaces apart and nobody was ever going to jump in anybody's box van or try to figure anything out, ask any questions or anything. It was just like, you guys do what you do, we're going to do what I do and then let's go have dinner tonight. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know? that that'd be with me too. I, yeah. I just I'm not that guy. This is gonna. There is guys that have done it. That I'm like, hey, uh, aren't you on the other team? What are you doing in my box, man? You yeah, know, yeah. I like mean, they would climb up on the bumper and like your motors would be open and they'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some people have no shame in their game or whatever. But, but in, you know, going back to the semi thing, I I looked at them in awe, and then people you would hear about, hey, did you hear the upstairs got yeah. this and yeah. they've got a lounge and they you know blah 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 and you're oh wow that sounds cool but. I don't think I ever saw one until our first Suzuki yeah, one was built. Right. Funny how they used to. Everyone had a minivan in their semi, right? Everyone had a minivan when they first came out, and, uh, and we, nobody we does did. anymore. We no. did. Yeah, nobody does. I think Honda's hospitality does, but that's about it. Yeah. KTM doesn't carry a, a truck around. Nobody carries trucks around. I don't think they. Nobody carries them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, but everyone. Did. They might drive behind. Yeah. Yeah, we did at Suzuki. Yeah. Um, where from? This is from John Sturgill. Where is the old Snoo rig now? S N E W. I have what is that? No, a box fan? Uh, that, was a, that was a uh, that was that was that's back, his old name. That was I know, but company name. Oh, that was a long. That was before I even started working at Kawasaki. Snooey. something. Yeah, skip you, Norfolk Engine Works. What? What were you, you had a box fan or what, what's he talking about? A no, rig? we had a trailer. Oh, okay. My dad had a trailer. It was a Bracco sixteen foot trailer. Okay. That we pulled behind the motorhome that we painted all up. My brother Sean probably yeah. Sean did all the artwork and. We painted it all up. Oh, wow. I have okay. no idea where that's at. All right. Ty Sargent says, would you rather, I'll start with you, Berluti, would you rather your rider win a Supercross title without winning a race or a moto title with wins? Supercross wow. title without winning a race. Tim Ferry did it in uh, in 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a moto title with uh, a bunch of wins. Well, I mean, there's so much emphasis on Supercross, but I do have to go with Moto, with win with winning yeah. outdoors. Okay, yeah. Skip. I, I think every every even every rider wants to win, you know, and, and getting that title. There's going to be something that's always in the back, just going, man, I never want to race. Right. No, and, and, I, and, and I hate that. Yeah, you know, and that's it's it's a it's, series. It's called a series yep. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I agree. You know, um, I think there's that, and that's what drives those guys, and that's what makes them so special. Because that, that they 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 want that, they're they're stoked to have the title, but deep deep down they go, man. If I just won one, race, I mean, look at be look at um, what's his chops on the Yamaha this week or two weeks ago, and he rode amazing. You know, he he got the overall. He got a pair of twos. Oh, Ferrandez, yeah. No, not Ferrandez. Um, Cooper, Cooper, yeah. Um, Ferrandez won the overall this week with two two, and then Cooper won the overall at Lakewood. With okay, yeah, yeah, okay. They both got um, two two. Yeah, okay. yeah, all right. But, but Cooper was really dejected. He yeah, just he was, was not happy. And then he goes and wins this this last week, one moto, and kind of going away. He didn't get the overall, but he but, seemed more happy. Yeah. So uh, maybe that kind of answers your question. Yeah. Ty Sargent's got a bunch of questions. Here's another one. If Skip couldn't have wrenched for MC in '96, which rider would he have wanted? Any team? I was a big K Dub fan. K Dub. Yeah, uh, big K Dub fan. Because of the gambling, the poker games. <laughs> <or, or, laughs> you always got to ask that with Skip, right? Yeah, yeah. no, uh, just a big, just uh, big K Dub fan. K Dub uh, liked to gamble. Yeah. Uh, T. Gilfried 
what part of the race bike did you give the most attention to? Berlut, what part of the race bike did you give the most attention to? I mean, it would have to be the engine for me. I mean, for one, we, back in the day, that's what we did. We There was no, they didn't go back to the shop or uh, in the motor shop or whatever. Right. So we did the engine and then we had suspension guys. So um, for sure the engine. I hated in the four-stroke days the amount of time it would take to do your carburetor. Uh, you know what I mean? In the four-stroke so, day, like, yeah. So for me, that was, for me, I'd say the carburetor. Yeah. Uh, even on the two-stroke Even stuff, on two-stroke, Because yeah. it was so, I mean, in order to squeeze everything we were getting out of those two-strokes and, and the response Bogging. and everything, it had yep. to be, it had to be spot on. Yeah, that's true. The, the engine, the engine for me was, it was, I guess it was just, we had our spec, we knew our settings, we had our measurements, we knew you could put, you just put the thing together together properly but the carburetor you had to massage it you had to tweak it every day going back to the the air density gauge i mean that's the one thing that controlled everything now you have programs so yeah. they do it all on the computer yep uh from clay underscore six seven seven would mcgrath's 96 honda have been competitive at the end of the two-stroke era so oh five right oh four oh five oh six like that's the end of the two-stroke era what is 96 cr have been competitive i'd say absolutely Absolutely. Really? Yeah, you guys oh, think so? Yeah. Absolutely. That's okay. today. This to, to me the, today that motor is still. I mean, I've ridden them. Yeah. I you know I I work on bikes a lot and I yeah. I've ridden and I go fuck that thing runs bitching right. you know and that's a production one. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even a factory yeah. one. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, best story from uh, Grant Grant Ham excavating Grant Ham excavating excavating uh, best story they have about prototype part parts that never made production. You guys have anything cool that you didn't ever know? You know, you, the coolest thing you had to deal with or work with or something you tested? You know, we had beryllium calipers at Yamaha, for example. You know, beryllium, the material. We had yeah, those cal yeah. they were calipers yeah. that were made out of beryllium. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, you had them for a while, but man. Yeah. Then it broke. One broke. And, and you, that was it, it. People talked about just machining that shit, how dangerous it uh, is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they told me before I got there. BK or somebody, the uh, the bleeder screw and the brake line were too close to each other to get a wrench on. And so, like, BK was just, like, filing it, I guess. And they were like, dude, I guess really stop. Poisonous. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, what about for you guys? Man. Different things that we tested that we never used. See, I, we, I guess for us, I came up, I came up in that era where we... It was production based. Yeah, you know, I I would have I'd love to ask that question to, you know, Lunas one, of the, or, yeah, one yeah. of those guys that were yeah. around back yeah, in the yeah. back in the works days. You know, right. mm -hmm. you know, I I remember I just remember going to HRC, and we're walking out, and there you know there's boxes and boxes, boxes of titanium exhaust pipes. Yeah, you know, yeah, just boxes of them. But they and, had tie pipes all the you, time you know, all over that there, and, and the it was yellow just, guys. Yeah. You know, so no, but I, I don't, I can't, there's nothing really that sticks out of stuff that we tested right. that we didn't use because we were, we were at to the point that we were at the point where if we, if we couldn't use it, why even mess with it? Because we weren't yeah. about developing anything yeah, at yeah. that point. It was about racing. Um, um So, I, I mean, for me, I guess it would have had to been when we, when Honda first started doing the aluminum chassis testing. Yeah. Right. Because we did, we were able to do a lot of that stuff in the off season mm -hmm. that never really came to fruition. Yep. Um, and then when it did come to fruition, things that, you know, that we were able to use and then when we would go into the production side of things, 
the processes would change, which had a big yeah. effect on aluminum and how yeah. that thing would actually Did work. Did the first one you see, though, look the same as the 97, like a box, like a road race, that, yeah, that yeah, style? Yeah, because the extrusion parts were yeah. pretty much the same. Right. It was the, yeah. where everything would be, where, where all the yokes were and everything would come together. Yeah. They were all machined out of billet at first. Right. Well, everybody, now we all know that the part made out of billet and then something in a die cast yeah, yeah. is going to no, perform Rich completely Taylor different. The, Rich Taylor has the best story you of know? that because he helped develop that yeah. thing. And they was bitching and it was awesome. And then he rode the production bike. He's like, what, what happened? happened? Yeah. And they're like, we afraid of breaking. And so they just started like throwing material yeah. on it. And he's so just like, that was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, that was the same right. way. There was things that, I mean, we, we were testing, right. we were over there testing and then we rode the production bike and it was like, yeah. Whoa. I like to tell Shane drew that he was the reason Jeremy left Honda. Cause Shane was going to be his mechanic <laughs> that year. So I always remind Shane that he chased McGrath. From Honda. Good job, Shane. Uh, Berlut, what about you? I would say your tight pipes. Like he brought that up. You guys had tight pipes. Pretty cool. Yeah, but that the cost of that wasn't going to go to production. You knew no, that. You knew that. No, but the that's que the question, right? No, the question was the best story about the prototype part, pipes parts that never made production. Okay, you know what I mean. So, yeah, no, we had some, but I think that like Swink ran his a couple times on different you know tracks or different things, but unfortunately, we got these badass tie pipes with Damon, and I had it on my bike, and we tested it, you know, and. Mm -hmm. Damon said, no, I like that Pro Circuit one better. I was so bummed. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most, and I, yeah. it's the most beautiful thing there is. It's, right. it's my uh, holy grail. I have one of them. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That's it's cool. bitching. Dustin Thoreau says, best road trip in the box fans. The best road trip. I mean, God, with you guys. I mean, Man, they were all good road trips. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that we got plenty. You know the gambling. I mean, we play. You guys would play cards while you were driving. Oh, we're driving. That was insane. Nuts. That was nuts. Um, <laughs> Queen of Hearts. <laughs> the, the the one that sticks out for me was, hey guys, I I got a shortcut. Oh yeah. And and it was I don't know what two hundred miles of dirt road that day up in Montana. Was that Heben? Was that Heben? <laughs> yeah, we were. Was that yeah, Heben? That was, it was Marshall. I don't know if you were with us on that. I, you were. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah you yeah, were with um, us. And it was Heben. It was Heben who did it. No, it was it was me. Oh, it was you? I got yeah. a shortcut. Yeah, oh, okay. Because <laughs> Jeremy had some Jeremy had family that lived up there. Okay. And uh, so we stopped. We were going there one time, and then we found this shortcut because you could cut off going to Washougal from Troy to Washougal. Yeah. You could cut off the whole corner, and there was no speed limit. You could run ninety miles an hour, but, but and then there was a shortcut where you could go through the the national park or whatever, and 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 through reservation land, and we get there one time, and then they're, they're redoing the road, and it's dirt road, and you're to the point where you're committed, right? Yeah, it, it takes yeah, seventeen yeah. hours to go back the way you were. Yeah. Oh man, the box fans were, they were hated me because I had to. And their air filters clogged up. They couldn't see. It was horrible. <laughs> and you got blamed. Oh, yeah. That was my fault. <laughs> well, I think it was the same trip, if I'm not mistaken. But once we caught on the regular road, I'm I'm, I'm doing 90, no problem. And I get pulled over. I think I'm going to jail. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm fucked. <laughs> Guy gave me a $5 ticket for wasting energy because it was wide open up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, Skip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was wide open. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, that was awesome. What was the worst part that you guys had to run? Uh, we had we had pistons from, I don't know, I, I'm just, I'm inserting my own stuff oh. in here to help you guys, give you guys time to think. We had pistons that were supposed to last us uh, 10 hours and they would crack after four or five. And we were like, why are we running these pistons? 
they're breaking. Like, they're supposed to go 10 hours, and they're breaking on these guys, and we were so mad as mechanics, and we were just told, nope, these are the pistons we're running. And we're like, so nobody else makes a 14-to-1 piston? Like, we have these are the only company in existence that makes a 14-to-1 compression piston? This was on your four-stroke. This is four-stroke, yeah. Wow. So, uh, so that's, that's an example for me. Uh, <laughs> what, do, what do you got? <laughs> Worst part you had to run. From uh, Tom890. Um, the first year we had a graphic company come in and do graphics. We had spent so much time at Honda getting our bikes down to the weight limit. Um, and how, gosh knows how much money we spent on titanium and different parts and stuff. And then all of a sudden, plastic in the and the is shrouds. this Peyton days or no, is this, this is a, okay this Honda, is a Honda. Yep, yep. and then all of a sudden we go to where we go to get all their you know they were using all of our stuff right then we get our new race plastic and all of our graphics and we go to put them on the bikes are freaking heavy <laughs> we're like what the hell they go well we got to run them I go you know it's you guys you guys are nuts all they're they're sponsoring the team but yeah, yeah but how much do we pay for all these parts <laughs> to get us down to the weight limit because yeah. back then we were at we were at 216 pounds yep. on yeah. 250 yeah was that the weight limit back then yeah 216. That seems heavy. 16 or 18. Yeah, I thought it was, thought it was 207. No. no. When what, I, what, maybe at 125. Well, I 125 was 196. 96, 196. And I thought it was, it was like two. That changed too, though, okay. I yeah. think. Right, anyways, yeah. But yeah, so, okay, that was graphics. we had, we had yeah. to run them, and we're like, yeah, so you ran them all year. That was it. You just no, like, oh. no, they worked on them. Oh, they did. They I think 16 them. was the number. Okay. Yeah. I think it was two. Right. Yes, 16. We were at weight limit. Worst part. Well, you're talking about on four strokes, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, anyway, we had yeah. pistons that we had to change between motos yeah. on our 125s. You know, um, we're trying to get everything out of these 125s. Uh, these couple, one or two years, these things were so we just didn't have the power. You know, we're we're going against Lampson and shit. You know, yeah, on the Honda, and yeah. it was eating us up. And Red Dog said you had a piston that would all the time in the middle of a moto crack and, and catch the exhaust port all the time. Yeah, like every time. It, it happened quite a bit. Yeah. So we had to change them between motos. That's that was fun. Yeah, yeah you know, really, really. motos. I mean, I got uh, an hour. Yeah, let me do a top end here. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, did Skip ever experience? This is from a real Mike Jones. Did Skip ever experience Honda corporate overreach with him or Jeremy? Did you ever get like uh, you know? Well, I think you know. <clears throat> I, I think there was some time with the riders. You know that they would. You know, hey, what do you do for a living? I throw rocks, you know, and then they, hey, we're going to put you in this glass house. And oh, by the way, you can't throw rocks anymore. <laughs> right. So there was some of the, there was there was that. Um, right. Not not so much on the on the mechanic side. Right. Um, I mean, we had we had some things that were unique little clauses in our contracts and we had some different things because of ex problems that had happened oh. before like I got what? there. Like what do you mean? Uh, we had some different things. We had the we had different clauses in there about having to share if you had a spare motor. Oh and yeah, yeah. On the team oh, yeah, that it. was actually in a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there were some things like that from but, the Bale R J Stanton days. Yeah, yeah. So right. so but <laughs> right. so probably yeah. We didn't. I didn't really. I I from a mechanic standpoint, yeah. really didn't experience. A lot of that, right? Um, because I, I was there. I was very fortunate when we got there. Because yeah, and, and Roger know, and Arnold are taking the flack for you from uh, yeah from, a good bit of it. Yeah. Even even you know Roger Roger had went to went to Suzuki yep. and there for a couple years. You know, two fifty Supercross was a number one priority for Honda Motor Corporation Japan yeah, yeah. over Formula One racing. Wow, everything. Yeah, so I mean that's so in ninety ninety four. That's when we got we had data acquisition that showed up. We were doing a ton of chassis testing we were doing so much testing and now you know now fast forwarding and understanding what was coming along in 95 90 94 5 and 6 is that trying to develop 
that we didn't have any idea they were developing yeah, the aluminum yeah. stuff. But right. now, now going back when we when we first were made aware of it, everything that we were learning here was being applied right. there, and that was that was the coolest time. So we didn't. I don't. We didn't. It was the exact opposite. Right. It was it was wide open. Uh, yeah, there's some great stories about like uh, so after Bale got hurt in '90 in 125 Nationals. You know they gave Washugo broke Washugo his hand, broke his arm, and arm. so they gave the they gave Kudrowski Bale's motor, and Cliff had been in there grinding, and was way better than Kudrowski's bike, right? Then uh, Guy Cooper tells a story about having a set of works forks, and Lunas being like, "I want those back, those are mine." And then Cooper's like, "But you have a spare set, yeah? I need another spare." Like like Lunas just taking. Guy Cooper's works forks back because they were for RJ or whatever, right? Yeah. So a, like that was the kind of stuff was that was a, going on. Yeah, and I had no, I had we had zero experience with all of that yeah. because I think that point there was a there was a transition coming in. Yeah. We're going to do things different. Did you have things like that go on? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure with <laughs> parts like that, especially yeah, yeah. when like Cooper. That was my first year, like in ninety. Ninety guy was on the team. We had about twenty guys on our team. Yeah, you did. But. uh yeah, for sure. There was there's some of that. There, there's no way Guy Cooper wins that title without LaRocco and Larry Ward pulling over for him. Like, I mean, yeah, so many races. And that's fine. I'm not I just I don't want to say so many. Cooper Hall, I mean, Cooper Guy was, was good, fast. Guy was dude. fast. Yeah. I know, but he you des- I think he deserved it. I don't you're you're kind of discounting. You're making it worse than it was. You don't yeah. like Cooper? I do like Guy Cooper. Well, then geez, why but did I you read talk a, him like I, that? I read a bunch of cycle news where like LaRocco and Larry Ward cuz they jump back I down. I know, but that's were, the media fucking just no, blowing it up. But in cycle news it says Larry Ward was winning, and then Larry Ward pulls over for Guy Cooper. For sure. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Right. But you said so many times. It seemed like a lot. Kordowski okay. fucked himself at the beginning <laughs> or something happened. Yeah, two, right? Twice. Yeah. What? It was two. twice. Two times. What? Larry? Let, no. That no. Let Brock by. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Twice. Uh, okay, Darkside. Some guy named Darkside said, what's the best perk? Some per- guy named Darkside? Yeah. Is it the same Darkside you know? Who knows? I don't know. What's the best perk or coolest experience that you had because of your job that isn't racing related? So what's the, what was a cool, you know, did you get to go somewhere because of who you were or what you were doing? or You know what I mean? Man, there was, there was I mean... There, we get, there was a lot, I'd say, you know, there was a lot. You had a lot of perks. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of perks, especially when you'd, you know. With a champion, for sure. You, you would, yeah, there was, yeah. It, it, like being a rock star. Do you have star. any examples? I, I mean, going, I, the biggest thing that sticks out to me yeah. was we've, we're, we're going to Paris for the Supercross. We get in early, and they're like, hey, there's a, there's a couple bands playing. You want to go hang out with them, and it was ACDC and Scorpions. Yeah, nice, awesome, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So you were like backstage. <laughs> that, oh no, we were there. No, it was yeah. badass. That's yeah. awesome. It was freaking cool. Right, that's there was a lot of stuff like that. That's exactly what Dark Side yeah. would want to hear. Yeah, right. I mean that's there was shit like that that happened. Yeah, there there's stuff like that for any, sure. Brother, you got any examples? Uh, no, I mean he pretty hit nail on the head. Um, well, I mean, I loved going to Italy for Saporiti race. You oh, know, yeah. those yeah. guys took us took such good care of us. We ate the unbelievable, unbelievable best Italian food there was. They had us in this bitchin' lake house. It was badass, and um, they even I was able to stay there after the race and take my wife of the time, mm-hmm. and we would cruise. You know, that whole uh, lake Lake Larocco. <laughs> Lake Larocco. <laughs> Larocco. What was it? Lake that went to the Larocco Castle that sat out there in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he's <laughs> getting Larocco out of, but the yeah. story to that. I'm pretty right. sure it was. Um, but I mean, you're, you're yeah. Touching. So oh, so yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. But I mean, the weird stuff is 
that he maybe doesn't want to hear is with the company, like company perks, like yeah. having bitch and lease cars for my wife. So she, I, I didn't have to worry about getting her, you know, fixing her car every year. So Suzuki, had a le- I could get a lease program and they would, um, uh, you would have to turn it in every year. So okay. the thing was yeah. mint every right. year. And the price that we had to pay was just unbelievable. Right. Okay. All right. Um, from MX614, who pulled more chicks while out on the road? Well, I was married, and I think Skip, well, I won't speak for him, but I was married, so I, I didn't, the only chick that I pulled was my wife when yeah. I got home. Okay. Yeah, no, it was all about racing. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of got out of that one, didn't he? He did. He did. Hey, hey I got to ask him, so. I was married. We, uh, were, we were both married. Okay. I just <laughs> From C Con for 89, would Skip wrench for Showtime if he made a Loretta's comeback? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. Uh, from Aspir Ranch, best strip club story. <laughs> Don't go there, Skip. <laughs> I got a good girl now. If she hears this, I'll be fucked. <laughs> okay. Move, move along. <laughs> Ping pong balls? I mean, do we have anything like that? There's some, yeah, there's some of those stories, but. <laughs> okay, we'll move along. Houston. Okay, Houston. Uh, from Shane Monreal, best memorable Havasu trip? You guys got any Havasu trip stories? Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. I'm out of this one. <laughs> yeah, there were some Havasu trips. Okay, do you want to get involved in any of these or no? Uh, so, Chris and I are getting married. We're getting ready to have our first kid. So, we get the, we got cameras, we got video cameras, and, and, uh, Hey, we're going to Vegas tonight. We're going to have a suit and our camera broke. Can we have yep. a camera? No problem. There you go. So we get the camera back, and this is years later. We're going through. We're trying to convert everything over from the little Super 8 ones, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're just going through. We're watching stuff. And then uh, pops this video from Havasu. <laughs> with unnamed, unnamed oh, uh, so Supercross riders? We're sitting there. We're sitting in there. And my, my wife looks at me, and she goes, was that the shit you guys were doing on the road and doing that stuff? I go, you watch it again. You'll never see me in any one of those videos oh, God. ever. <laughs> but it was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Thank God I wasn't on one of those yeah. videos. I was Ooh. using the guy holding the video camera. Uh, I wasn't going to get on video. What about that wick, the south wick? Thank God there weren't cell phones back yeah. then. Oh, you guys would have been done. Oh, I'd been- I wasn't part of that. I was married. But I heard stories the next day. Right. I got called, hey, Berlute, come on down. I uh, nah, I probably better not. You will never see me in any of those videos. I made sure I was holding the camera. <laughs> uh, at Davey BMX, Skip, how hard was MC on his bikes? Did he break a lot of parts or was he pretty easy? I think we. No, he was, yeah. you know, you, you could tell if, if, if I just pulled apart the engine, pulled apart the chassis, I could tell what kind of day he had. Yep. Um, you know, there was days where he went, when he was on, he was on. And the bike was pristine, and there was if he struggled with something, you could tell on the. Yeah. But but it wasn't, he wasn't hard on motorcycles. He was he rode light on a bike. Uh, from all underscore TD all uh, underscore up all tied up. Uh, when will we have a live pulp show at Huddle Brewery? Co-host McGrath and Skip. Yeah, yeah we, we got we got we got to do a little work there. It's a little loud. Oh, we, it is. We've, yeah, we've yeah. got some things we've got to. We didn't have the budget to get done, so okay. as soon as we uh, as soon as we oh, clean some things up, we'd love it. to have you there. Yeah, I'd love to do it. That would be awesome. Yeah, be it would cool. be. I'd love to check that out. Um, all right. Um, uh, from Jimmy161, did Skip and Jeremy ever test the billet rear caliper that Honda made for JMB? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Didn't like Ray, it? No. 
oh. ran uh, ran it for a few races, um, <clears throat> national wise, um, and then then some things changed. We found uh, it was a brake fluid was a big one that changed, um, and they went with a little bit in production. They made a little bit bigger caliper mm -hmm. on those same lines. It didn't have all the the badass fins, cooling fins, right. and stuff like that. But we ran that thing for the better part of a a year. Hmm. Um, too many cows says is Berlut working on local suspension or motors? Uh, he is in Vegas here. Do you want people if um, email me using the contact form on Pulp, right? Sure. I can send it to you. Yeah, that'd be work. You're busy, but you you can find time for work when he's not fishing. Yeah, yeah, camping, fishing, and um, high altitude where it's nice and cool instead of 117. If Skip worked for, from, this is Evan James 706, if Skip worked for Tony's guy and vice versa, Tony, you work for Skip's guy, what could or would they do differently? I'd like to think that nothing would have changed. Okay. You know, we were, like I said, we were, we were the supporting cast in this. At least that's how I felt. Right. Well, thank you. I, I think Skip, I think the, uh, the personalities of two people are really important. Mm -hmm. And I think Skip and Jeremy were amazing to you i'm not saying that i couldn't work for jeremy because right. at first when when jeremy came over to suzuki i my respect for that guy grew immensely yeah that guy would test till the cows come home because we had a bike that wasn't that good but jeremy was trying to with roger help yep. everything do everything they could to extract the he most wasn't out throwing of that a bike. temper tantrum or nothing like that never yeah, yeah. that guy was amazing uh, from RB Special 138, ask Berluti what his favorite memory of growing up in northern Nevada. Favorite memory? Probably the day that uh, my brother came back racing and I was at a high in my little area, you know, running number two in the area and um, going around that first corner and I see my brother on the outside because he hadn't been racing in a while. And I'm like, there's no fucking way my brother's going to beat me today as I take off this next jump and just cartwheel and break my femur and wrist. Yeah, you told that story. You broke, yeah, you broke your, broke your My femur and wrist. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably the best day of my life. Um, oh, from wow. TM Branham, uh, what memorabilia does Skip have from his time with McGrath? I've got a couple cool pieces. Yeah? Um, got a whole front end. Of the of a works bike, not the whole front end, but forks, Fork, triple clamps, yeah. handlebars, and yeah. all that stuff. And <clears throat> I've got the number uh, the the fifteen. Oh, ninety three. Yeah, yeah, we won the first title. Yeah, and little note that he put on it. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that, that is that's, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did you have mag triple clamps back then? No, they were aluminum. Yeah, uh, we we had mag clamps at one time. Yeah, the top one. Yeah, the yeah. top one. Yeah, we did too. At Yamaha. Uh, Kip Gillett said, favorite tool brand when working as a mechanic? I mean, Snap-on. Snap-on. I mean, right? For me. Yeah, that goes back to the one question you asked earlier about... Uh, perks. The, 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 the team. Yeah. Well, not perks. Yeah. But the, This the, guy got probably a lot of free Snap-on stuff. But the but, team uh, thing where I've had Snap-on my whole life since yeah. I started working in the industry, or since I started working in dealership level and collected and collect yeah. and collect and have Snap-on stuff. Yeah. And I'm told by upper brass that I got to use Cornwell. And I'm like, how about if I use my Snap-on tools in the Cornwell box? No, you got to use really? Cornwell yeah, stuff. Yeah. I said, you mother effers. So yeah, so for a year or two until we got a Snap-on sponsor a couple years later, I had to work with Cornwell tools. And they weren't bad yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, but God, that, yeah, was, that, yeah. that was tough. Right. <laughs> uh, how about that when that 
that that CT30 snap-on gun came out, the battery-powered like gun to do clutches or whatever, that just changed the game for me. I'm like, oh my god, the impact. Yeah, that thing was, yeah. and it was giant. It was. It was. Huge. That's the only problem. Is it was now huge. the stuff now is so bitching and yeah. small. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Seth from above, what is Skip's favorite thing about owning Huddle? I met. I just like racing. Met some really cool people. We have we have some we have some customers now that we they're that we call they're regulars, and they're just it's awesome. And sitting around, I can sit around and talk about beer just like we sit around and talk about yeah. motorcycles. That's cool. I love it. Uh, GC Finders nine oh eight Mount Rushmore picks. So we've been doing this thing on the broadcast, yeah, and we've yeah. been talking about it on our pulp show. And you're it's got, let's let's give you a couple of rules here. It's got to be American because Mount Rushmore is American, right? So American riders, Supercross and motocross. Give me your four. What's the year? What year range? Any, just give me your four best. Any, any. And yeah, from American Riders, Supercross, and Motocross. I, I, I said it. It's RC. It's uh, it's James. It's MC. And I'll probably go Villapoto for the fourth. I, RJ would be right in there for me. RJ, you could throw away Villapoto and put RJ in there. See, that's that's tough because that's all current, right? You know, and, and yeah. so it's all current. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you cannot have RC – and MC on there. Right. You know? But how could you not have Hannah? Exactly. If you're in that era of Hannah, he would go on there right away. And okay. He would stay there until the next era, whatever. Um, but if you're looking at championships, probably Hannah might not be up there. Yeah. Okay. Well, you tell me. Your own personal Mount Rushmore. Hold on. And you have, so you have Stewart and RV. I mean... How can you, I mean, there's there's no reason why you can't. That's a badass Mountain Rushmore right there. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Um, and I think RJ obviously he got injured and he would have, but he would have won, you know, three, four, five more titles. <clears throat> he was amazing, yeah. unbeatable. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't, it's um, gosh, <laughs> there's just you got to go back to this, you know. Mm -hmm. I just I look I go back to the late '70s and early '80s, and you know, you look at some of these guys that, you know, what what's your criteria? You know, uh, yeah, that's just it. What's the criteria for Mount Rushmore? Right. You know, did you did you change something, or did you really change how things were done? You know, how, how could you not think about? Yeah, for sure, know? for sure. Uh, Mike Marty Tripes. That's fine. I'm asking you. Your personal Mount Rushmore. So Man, I don't know where where are you at, Berlut? Uh for sure, RC. I mean, one one that I have to ask, is this Supercross or Outdoors? Supercross and Motocross together. Together. RC, MC. Um, Damon Huffman? I would like to say yes. <laughs> um, Villapoto. Okay. And I have to say, I, I know I'm going to miss something and, and maybe debate it, but... As Skip mentioned, Hannah was amazing. He was the most sought-after guy. Everybody loved right. that guy. Right. I'll say Hannah. And, and you know, Hannah, in, when he came back on the Honda, uh, he was the best rider. If you ask Bailey, you ask Bomber, he was the best rider. He just got hurt. Yeah. He was fastest guy, you know, yeah. but he just kept getting hurt. So he would have had more titles. You know, you know what, so. Ryan, what Ryan did four years in a row yeah. is just amazing. Right. Um, I look at James, and James changed the sport. Fucking Dungy and James. I left those you know, guys out. Right. James, James, James. Yeah. James changed the sport just as you know, just as totally much as changed. just as much as Ricky changed the sport, then Jeremy changed the sport, yeah. and then you know, 
Jeremy came along and goes, I'm going to be fast for five laps and I'm going to watch everybody, right? Then right. J- and then Ricky comes along and goes, well, you better do it for 10 or you better do it for the whole race. <laughs> right. Then James comes along and goes, I'm just going to go faster than everybody. Right, right, right. Right, so I mean, you know, you start talking about that stuff and it's easy to talk about it because we lived it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but how can you not have Hannah on the list? I don't know, that's just me. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, uh, James is still, only has four championships. He's second all time, though, in wins, mm-hmm. indoors and out. Second all time. You know what I mean? In win race wins, so uh, to me that's uh, that's something. So, yeah, so we just, okay, you need to figure out a way to put six more Bra- heads up. Brad there. Tillett says, <laughs> Brad Tillett wants your best chicken story. Best chicken story. Oh wow, <laughs> there's a lot. Berlut worked for him. Yeah, he was he was really good to my family. I didn't he, at that point in time. He, I didn't see no crazy chicken stories i know the guy was an animal in a rent a car um yeah i don't i'm I'm drawing a blank right now i i just remember his dad my the best story i have is his dad (laughs) first time he was still yeah he was still a team green this this before he got his deal and we're in where my first trip to vegas i'm what 19 i guess it was and we go up in this we're in this really nice restaurant and i had no idea who Mr. Matasevich was at yeah. the time, right? So we get pulled into this back room, and it's this really thing, and he's all talking about this, and this menu shit, he rips the menu in half, and it's like, come on, kid, let's go downstairs. We're going gambling. Okay, let's go. You know, I'm you're down you're there. 19? I'm 19. Okay. I'm sitting down there, and he goes, come on, we're playing craps. So I'm sitting there, and I'm rolling the dice, and I'm rolling the dice. I didn't, ever, I didn't yeah. even know what craps was. I'm yeah, rolling yeah. the dice, rolling the right. dice. People are, everybody's high-fiving and all this. I had the dice for 30 minutes, I guess. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these people were making tons of money, and yeah, I got yeah. five bucks sitting out there. Oh, man, <laughs> Mr. Matasevich is high-fiving me. I just met the guy an yeah, hour ago, right? right, right. right? Just, that's my story. It's, oh, it's that's more awesome. about his dad than I, anything else. I do remember one quick one. We went to Japan one year. Uh, I went over there with, with Chicken, and um, we get there, and I, I could probably make this better if I remembered more, but... Um, I just can't. I, the cab driver didn't speak a lick of English, and Chicken is just fucking with this guy all along the way, like rubbing his head and just kind of like just. And I'm like, dude, what are you yeah. doing? I mean, we're gonna fucking end up yeah. some shitty some, place and get fucking rolled or something, right, you know? Right. But he's just fucking with this dude, and I'm like, and and he's he's funny about it and happy about it, but the guy's like not having it, you know. Right, right. <laughs> Um, from T. Reese, confirmation, Skip, that you and Jake Weimer did go to an Outback to discuss his career. We did. Okay, because he brought that up a lot. It's in Temecula. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Weimer was on our show talking about it. Oh, wow. He was a little tipsy, and uh, he, kept, <laughs> he kept bringing up, Skip took me to an Outback. And we're like, we got it, dude. We got it. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Who wore clear or yellow glasses better in Supercross? Which one of you wore them better, clear or yellow glasses? Oh, just, I, just I, I I wore Oakley, so I if if he was wearing Oakleys, he was probably cool. But I wore Oakley, so I think I was probably the coolest. All right, there we go. Fair there enough. There you go. Did Berluder Skip ever nail a girl at Club Rubber? <laughs> Club Rubber. Yeah. Is that in Vegas? No, that was in Anaheim. That was a club they used to go to back in the day. Okay, well, then I guess it would be no. Then. No. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, the craziest request a rider had of them from K.R. Mackins. Uh, a craziest request a rider had. So what was the quirkiest thing or anything, you know, like? You want to mine? Yeah. Mikhail Pichon? Yeah. Okay. Um, so 
he has an idea that he wants to practice before um, Steel City. Uh-huh. I'm flying back home, right? And then I'm going to fly back to the race, right? And he has this idea that he wants to take his race bike. And I'm like, wow, I don't know how you're going to do it. Yeah. How are you going to do this? You got to rent a car, you know? And he gets it. He gets it. Um approved by roger next thing i know i'm having to tear this fucking motor my my race bike apart and shove it in the back of a a, a back what? of it yeah shove it in a car he's got most of the bike in there and it's hanging out the trunk isn't even closed and he takes off down the road and he pulls the bike out apparently i'm not there i'm yeah. back home i'm like all right good fucking luck with this you know <laughs> i can imagine what i have to come oh, wow. back <laughs> yeah and he did it he went riding yeah he rode Sure enough, and then I came back, tore the bike apart, and put it back together, and we raced <laughs> Steel City. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. No. I got, yeah. You got um, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, Justin Rodbell wants to know Skip's thoughts on Justin Rodbell. <clears throat> Keep your elbows up, kid. Okay. All right. No, Justin's a, yeah. a, yeah, Justin's a good good kid. I was glad to see him get a point. That was awesome. Um, he's one of those guys that um, – I just wish he. I wish he could get that. That get over that little bit of a hump. That first little hump yeah. he needs to get over. Right. It's a good kid. Uh, what Villasoto six three three? Last question. What race did they face their biggest bike problem yet still got the bike back together? Like what was a fire drill that you had and and still worked out okay or or gnarliest fire drill or? Man, there was two of them that stick out in my mind. Both mud races. Go ahead. So Hangtown. <clears throat> They finally did ninety one the, the the lake one yeah. Or, yeah I mean there was I mean the, the silencers were going they would cross down the valley to go up the other side yeah. the, the, the silencers were under the ground yeah or underwater yeah um, and we get back <laughs> we get back after practice and they're like yeah we're gonna we're gonna race <laughs> I'm at, we're out of water yeah you know we're done there's water out of water to wash his bike yeah, yeah, you know yeah, your yeah, water's yeah. Wa- and water's gone through. Everything. That race is unbelievable to watch. You know that yeah. was not, and then and the same thing happened at uh, at Millville. I mean at uh, Troy the one year. You oh, knew yeah. it was going to be a bad day when you got towed into the pits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Berlut. Yeah. Um, shit, I lost my. I, I was on the starting line for a main event next to. I think it was Timmy. Might have been Nick Way. And I looked down on my seat bolt is just spinning. <laughs> And I'm just like, like super like quiet, like just with my T handle, just like oh, got it, <laughs> got it. Well, that's good. You got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that it. was like literally the card was up, right? You and know, I'm like, so. I'm gonna say, fortunately, I didn't have a lot of fire drills. No. I helped with uh, quite a few. Um, but one time that I that's you know yeah. ringing a bell is when I work with Burner. Um, the bike was vibrating the four stroke and f- the crank was going out you know uh-huh. so we had to swap motors that's that's all i got really pretty much but you know you you're you're on oh, uh, probably the worst one was changing the chassis and ama standing over me cuz this was when we first developed this was a tortelli yeah i forgot about that one but we had to change the chassis and be ready for uh for going out because he he bent it or broke it. No, oh. it it was cracked. Yeah, it started yeah, yeah. cracking, and the Japanese were there and stuff, and they're like freaking out and stuff. But having to swap a whole chassis, yeah. that took a the while. The morning of a race, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's all kinds of people wanting to help. I go, look, 
you're helping me, you're helping me. The rest of you guys stand fucking away. Right. Because it, it just yeah, gets yeah. too yeah, crazy, sure. you know. Yeah. But um, that probably was the worst. But fortunately, that happened in practice. Yeah, yeah. And so we had a little bit of time before the night show. Right. We we were on the line when Chad's uh, Chad's bike was sucking air because his uh, the base cylinder base nut behind the power valve uh, on the pipe came loose. Uh, so on a, on a parade lap thing was going, you know what I mean? So we had to. Is that with rookie? Yeah, yeah. Rookie and I remember so that was that. Orlando, and uh, so we all had to jump in there, tear the pipe off, take the power valve cover off, tighten the base nut, and hope that the gasket was going to be okay. And it was, but yeah, nice. Yeah, that was that was on the line, right? And Ricky's going, it's time, time is up, time is up, right? Like, oh yeah, that's right, right that's right. right. But, but I mean, those were the days where they would just hold the gate for you forever. Like, so who made that call? I don't know. Yeah, I I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe rookie or. Was Oliver there and saying, "Hey, yeah, yeah, it's, probably. it's sucking air probably. or something"? Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but I was involved, like helping out a teammate, right? So yeah. Um, oh well, you had a guy on the line. Well, Timmy was on yeah, the line. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. that was so, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's the question. We got more, but you know, that's enough for now. But right we should on. do this again. All right. Part two. Part two. This was part two. We'll do a part three. All right. Tony Berluti, skip skip Norfolk. Fly racing racer. Legends podcast. in their own mind. I mean, I have <laughs> yeah. two East Coast four stroke championships. And a, and a national win and a Summercross win. I mean, you got a few Supercross wins. Couple. Couple. Berlut, you got a few. You got a couple 125 Supercross titles. You know. That's it. Yeah. So. It's, uh, I mean, this room is just full of greatness. That's, that's really what and it is. And Daytona. That's my other only. Ah, uh, yeah, JB. Thing. That was fun. That was awesome. Yeah. What a way to go out in your last year. Yeah. With a 450 Daytona win. Yeah. I'm yeah. going up to the mountains hiking and fishing. When? Now, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to. I mean, Jay, yeah, 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 yeah. He's retired. Drop, right. drop the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm joking. JB was asking me about getting you back. So when? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Like what? About, he's still he's still gonna race. He's gonna race another year. He said. What? The? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, he's a good. He guy. said. He's a good guy. He said, "You think yeah. Berlud will come back?" I'm like, "No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think he would come back." He is such a good guy. Yeah, he is absolutely. So, uh, Huddle Brewery, uh, H D U L. Um, on uh, online at huddlebrewery.com. So come to yes. Vegas, go to Huddle Brewery, see Skip, get Jeremy stories. And this hey. was amazing. What was this? That's a super mini. Super I, mini. I like the other one. What's the first one? The basement. Basement. Did I like you the basement. really? Yeah, I like the basement better. Right. Okay. Yep. So, so but, are we getting? Are we done? We're done. So who's? Give me. Give me. That's. You got a couple minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Who stands out in either class for you? Is there a standout? Any guys that stand out? There's a kid that I've kept an eye on, and, you know, your magazine, um, Racer X, did a, you know, an interview with him or whatever, and you, you guys both might know him. I don't know him, but I do see and know what he's kind of done, and that's that Rami kid, that, that guy that's Brazilian. But Rami Elves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like, I like him. I think that uh, maybe with a little help, I think he could be good. He, he's, uh, Is he good? I mean... He's been on the scene for a couple of years now. Uh, he's he always he never gives up. He he rides hard, man. All like he's a that. full privateer. He's a I full like privateer. That. So, uh, yeah, the kid kid's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Cody Shot fan. Yeah, well, Cody yeah, Shot. He's doing really he's well. He's from your neck of the woods, uh, I mean, Delaware. Yeah, I, but, yeah. I, had, I had a chance. I had a chance to to spend some time with them yep. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that he ran second for how long at Daytona? He did. See, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the whole problem. Okay, he was in the. He was on the oh, that's second right. or third yes, for, third, for third. third. He was third there for, forever, forever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. 
you know, he's what first non-factory guy. Yeah, last couple first, rounds. He's, well, he's in the points and basically every year, every race this year, he's been the first 450 non-factory. And the guy. 450 class right now. Yeah, it is deep. It's deep. Yeah, yep. You know. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just think it's. I think it's cool to. It I is just, cool. I think it's really cool for a kid like that that's doing what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, and the disparity. I shouldn't say the disparity, but. The perception is is that the factory guys have huge advantages over everybody else. Yep. No, he's been really well. Yeah, he's been doing well. And he, he I never heard of him at Loretta Lynn's or anything. No, I never heard of him really no, much. You know, much, he, much I'm yep. 17. He's a really smart kid, really yep. really nice to talk to, really together. Seems like a good dude. So, yeah. 17, 17 yeah. he broke his back at Unadilla. Okay. And he's coming back. He came back from that. Just, yep. just, just you know, and I, I'm a big fan of Tony as mechanic right. too. So, um, but, um, no, Did that, he work for you? Tony did. Yeah, uh-huh. Tony, Tony yeah, Archer Tony was did. former pro, oh, okay. pro rider. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just that, that everything they've done this year, what they've what what he's been able to do. Yep. Is pretty freaking cool. Yep. He is riding great. Yeah. He he has been really good uh, for sure. Um, Phil Nicoletti. <laughs> love Phil. I love Struggling. Phil. Oh, I man. love it. Hey, come love on, Fourteenth. That was pretty he said tough. He, no, he said that was garbage. He, really? He still wasn't happy. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, good. Then, then I hope the I, I want to see him top ten. Then within the next six rounds. There you go. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Uh, thank you, Steve. Our listeners will dig it. They love the first one. We'll, we'll we'll get you back in here again at some point. Do the pulp show. Right. Do on. Something. Going to get you guys back in for that. Thank you for Love having me. Thanks Th- for having us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, Skip Norfolk, Tony Baluti. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. 
Micro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go by.